Hey, hey, this is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to Paranormal Shift, episode four. And today we're going to be talking about some supernatural issues. And before that, though, remember you could check us out on don'tletthemburn.com. You could also check us out on teespring.com. Here is our store. And these are the shirts. You can get one of these shirts, a mug, um, support us in this way if you want, if you'd like. And also, um, you could uh, share this video, like this video, subscribe if you're not a subscriber. We're going to be bringing up some very interesting topics in the next couple of weeks. Uh, in fact, in the next couple of days, um, Friday night, we have a special guest. Uh, but today, my special guest is Dr. Mike Spaulding. How you doing, Dr. Mike? Let me um let me unmute you there. <laughs> there you go. How you doing, Dr. Mike? Good, good. How you doing, brother? Doing awesome. Uh, feeling great today. <laughs> yep. Well, it's good to be back with you again. Oh, glad to have you, man. Glad to have you. Always bring some interesting insight. So, always glad to have well, that. It's all, <laughs> yeah, it's always <laughs> an interesting conversation. And just for folks that have joined us. Chris, we don't script any of this. You know this. I'm saying it for their benefit. We don't script yeah. anything. So it's like we were talking. Uh, what do you want to talk about? And say, well, I'm sure the Lord will deliver something. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just go for it. All right. Well, um, for those listening, we know that we are in the time leading up to Halloween. So we're going to be talking about some dark subjects this month, um, not to promote the holiday but to show you to shift your paradigm or to shift your paranormal uh, viewpoint or worldview to let you understand that a lot of these things out there in your entertainment or in the real world that you think are safe or whatnot are not, they're not of God. Um, it, I, I, a lot of Christians promote a lot of dark things uh, that they shouldn't like Harry Potter and all this stuff. And if you, just because you pretty up uh, Halloween doesn't mean it's still not satanic. Uh, it's the highest, uh, one of the highest occult holidays in the year. Okay, a lot of children get uh, kidnapped, sacrificed. This is all fact. You could go check the the, the pol your local police report. You know, so um, even though we're not going to fixate on the holiday of Halloween, we're gonna, we're just going to touch some subjects dealing with the occult the supernatural and what God has to say about that. Go ahead, Pastor. So thank you, Chris. So uh, the, my, my first thought when it comes to this subject, um, and, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm a pastor, as, as most of your uh, viewers know, people that follow your work, Chris, they, they know that I'm a pastor. And uh, I've been teaching through 1 Corinthians uh, on Sunday mornings, um, and I just finished teaching through chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, and it took me several weeks to get through that because there's so much information there. There's so much data that needs to be unpacked there, and, and I don't get in a hurry. And, and people that know that, that know my, my style of teaching, I, I go book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and unpack it all so that people can understand clearly what the scriptures uh, say. And so in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, there's a very interesting statement in here. Of course, chapter 15, folks, is all about the resurrection. And you should identify it that way. It is the resurrection chapter. 
where Paul goes into a long, detailed explanation about the importance of the resurrection. The resurrection is foundational to Christianity. Without the resurrection, Christianity fails. Paul, in fact, says your faith is in vain. You've believed a lie. And if we are proclaiming the gospel, which includes the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and it didn't actually happen, then that makes us a liar. And we're making God out to be somebody that he isn't. So this is pretty serious stuff. The reason I bring this up, Chris, is because the resurrection is a supernatural event. The resurrection is a supernatural event. Christ Mm -hmm. was raised from the dead. Now, here's something to consider, folks. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead resides in us. Amen. He's called the Holy Spirit. This supernatural being, the Holy Spirit, is in us. Christ rose from the dead, victorious over sin, hell, the grave, death. But I also want to point out a, a, a verse here because this is important for our conversation today, Chris. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 15, verse 24 says this, folks. Well, let me back up to 23. Talking about the resurrection, Paul says that each in his own order. So there are different resurrections, timings of the resurrection. Now, me being a dispensational, pre-tribulational, rapture, millennialist, pre-millennialist, all those things have meaning. Just mentioning that to preface this. Yeah. There are different resurrections. We believe, I believe, Chris believes that there is a resurrection at the rapture. There is mm-hmm. a resurrection of the dead at the rapture. First uh, Thessalonians 4 says, and, and then we who remain, those of us who are alive, will be caught up, harpazo, to join the Lord. So talking about the resurrection, that's the context. So verse 23, 1 Corinthians 15 but each in his own order. So that's talking about the different resurrections. Christ, the first fruits. After that, those who are are Christ's at his coming, talking about the rapture, then comes the end. Now that's talking about the end of the millennium. When he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and all authority, and all power. Now, the interesting thing about that, Chris, is that this same language, this same language, where we're talking about rulers, authorities, power, Paul uses in his letter to the Ephesians, Mm -hmm. chapter 6. And we know about that because it talks about the words rule, which is arche in the Greek. It talks about authority, which is exousia in the Greek. And it talks about power, which is dynamis in the Greek. But in that context, in Ephesians 6, Paul uses those words to talk about the spiritual, the supernatural, those that are opposed to God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's interesting to me that sometimes we read right past scripture and we don't understand that it's telling us plain as day 
that there is a supernatural spiritual war going on. There is a battle. Christ will win. It says that he will win. We know he won at the cross. It's now being won in time and space through us, his sons and daughters who have been left behind. Have you ever considered that, by the way, Chris? Why in the world did the Lord leave us here after we were saved? Mm. Because get this, guys and gals, we're no more ready for heaven today. I've been walking with the Lord for 37 years. But guess what? On the day I was saved, on the day I professed faith in Christ, Chris, I became a son of the Lord Most High. Oh, yeah. I became a joint heir with Jesus. I became, and all the treasures of heaven became mine. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes positionally in 37 years. Hey. So why did so he leave us here? Well, he left us here that we might be witnesses to his glory and that others might come to the same realization of who Christ is. We are to be evangelists, witnesses to the glory of God. We are to be speaking the gospel of salvation by faith alone, through Christ alone, by the grace of God alone. That's why he left us here. But we also have to have an understanding of the battlefield. We have to understand the contours. I'm an ex-military guy, Chris, and so I, I, I think in those terms sometimes. When I survey life in this dimension that we are in right here, time and space, when I survey and think about life, I see spiritual warfare everywhere everywhere i see the supernatural everywhere and that's not some kind of uh uh, heightened craziness that's just understanding that the real the really real is the spiritual that we only see manifested in space and time i would go so far to say chris that if some of us if some of us would get a glimpse into the supernatural if the Lord would just pull the curtain back just a little bit, let us get just a little glimpse, just a 10 seconds would be all it would take. It, probably not even that. It would scare the dickens out of people. They, yes. they, would, they would go, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And it says, well, folks, the scriptures tell us that, that the supernatural is all around us. We see it, man. Sometimes we see it manifested, Chris, in and people that are demon possessed, you've yeah. probably seen some. I've seen some. You can you can you can look at them and know that 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 they are demon possessed. You see it on the countenance. You see it in their eyes. Mm-hmm. It's very clear to me. And so, and I've even had Chris in in my experiences. I've even had demons who want me to know uh, that they're in possession of this person. When I yeah. when passing in a crowd, just make eye contact, and it's just that look they give you is that's right i got this person it's like oh my goodness as i'm going by i'm praying lord cast out that demon from that person set them free i don't know what they did to allow that to happen to them but cast it out lord in jesus name so the supernatural is all around us so we're coming up now you mentioned and i'm glad to hear you're going to have some guests on to talk about this because there are people that are that are uh, this is their ministry. They 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 deal with with the dark. People like Russ Bizdar, um, mm. 
Josh Peck, I, I was chatting with him a couple of times in the last uh, four days. Um, he just did a, a documentary that's that's out. And you, you might want to connect with him yeah. called um, Silent Cry. Mm -hmm. And um, that's so that deals with uh, with uh, child sex trafficking. Halloween, folks, is a demonic celebration. And there are there are uh, uh, rituals. There are um, there are things that are associated with Halloween that have to do with. And I'm not informing you, Chris. And I'm not informing your audience. I'm just saying that. Listen, blood rituals, sacrifice, human sacrifice. It's it's not just it's this is not just about comic books or or pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. This is this is the real stuff. Halloween is a high holy day for for Satanists. And and Chris, I'll talk. I'll pass it back to you because I'll just keep talking if if I don't give you an opportunity to jump in there, brother. No, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, the thing is that people, you know, they, they, you had the um, the eighties where you had the satanic and all that stuff. A lot of that stuff was real, though. Um, you had people uh, putting candies and, and fruits and, and not candy, but razors and candy and fruits and whatnot. Uh, that's what settled down. A little feedback, a little click, click, click. I don't know where it's coming from. Where coming from? Is that you or is you hear it? Yo, you don't have headphones I hear on. It. I hear it when you're talking. I don't hear it when I'm talking. Do you hear it when I'm talking? No. Okay, let's let's go again. All right. Oh, it's me. Wow. Interesting. I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, these uh, people were doing all sorts of nefarious things to upset or, you know, kill. Just dumb stuff like, you know, how people put toys and we had to start getting the lids over our, you know, um, the stuff we buy from the store. They're putting poison in there. Just I don't know the reason, but you know, obviously it's evil. So with this this whole season, what do we see on TV? We see a bunch of occult um, activity. It's 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 now it's ubiquitous, ubiquitous. But they always drop the main shows like The Walking Dead or some scary video game or whatever else because they celebrate the season and people love to get scared for whatever reason. And I used to be a part of that crowd, but. This is not godly. And when we have Christians actually supporting and um, promoting this dark activity, it doesn't, you know, I mean, we have different levels of Christianity. We have the babies, we have the sort of mature, we have the lukewarm, we have the very mature Christians. So all of that is in play. But still, if you have the spirit of God in you, you should be able to discern this. Am I right? Yes, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Chris. Um, and that's the puzzling thing. And, and thank you for bringing this up. There, there are uh, we could call them baby Christians. We could call them young Christians. We could call them um, immature in the faith that still celebrate, um, still participate. Maybe that'd be a better word. Still participate in the the uh, civic or community. Uh, observance of Halloween. They see it as, as harmless. Uh, it's a fun activity for their children. And um, uh, they, they go with them. They think it's safe. And, and uh, so it's up to us. It's up to us as mature Christians 
to teach and inform um, younger Christians why this is something that we shouldn't uh, participate in. And, and it's, it's becoming increasingly more difficult today, Chris, to uh, um, teach Christians why we shouldn't because, um, and the reason that is so is because uh, they're coming out of a culture that is so compromised and, and they bring these, these same ideas into the church. Now, Paul writes to the Romans in chapter 12 that we are to renew our minds, that we are to be transformed in our thinking. And that means that we are to leave the world's ways of thinking, the world's systems and those things that the world value. We're to leave those behind and we're to be transformed in our thinking so that we have the mind of Christ, the scripture says. We begin to think of things as Christ thinks and sees and evaluates. And so that leads us then to understanding what is Halloween all about? Is it merely just a time of community uh, celebration where the kids can go out and, 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 and gather some, some treats? Well, it is that. There's no denying that. But the origination of it and what it means to those who, who practice it as an as a aspect of their religion should give us pause should make yeah. us reconsider yeah. why are we participating in something that the church of satan practicing satanists wiccans celebrate as a high holy day why are we participating in that here's something to consider uh, as an option folks you joined chris and i today for this conversation and maybe you're still taking your children uh, on on uh Halloween out trick-or-treating. Consider this perhaps as an option. What I did when my children were younger is uh, we we bought the candy and we baggied them up. We put a couple of pieces of candy uh, per baggie and then we put one of those chick tracks. Remember those old chick booklets and chick tracks that used to talk about what Halloween really is and about? And we stuck that yeah. in every baggie and we would give away a couple of hundred of these tracks describing what Halloween really is, prayed over those. And then we sit in the driveway in lawn chairs, me and my kids. And as the trick-or-treaters came up, we'd give them a bag with a gospel message in it, talking about what Halloween really is and why Christians should not be involved in that. So that's an option. I know a lot of churches are starting to do um, uh, I'm not even sure what they call trunk or treat or something like that so they have wow the funny thing about trunk or treat is let me sit back I don't know why I'm doing this but the funny thing about trunk or treat is that they still do a jack lantern which that has a, a certain connotation to it this is all about the veneration of the dead, the, the ghosts, the, the demons, the evil spirits. Why do you want to mix yourself up with this stuff? Halloween basically is celebrated all year now with all the occult activity going on. You have uh, wicked praying against Trump. You have all this stuff going on. Uh, so the culmination is here in this month, and it's going to continue as we lead up to the elections and all this stuff. So I just see 
people just continually compromising. You know, I used to, I didn't have this large affinity for uh, Halloween when I was growing up, but I did celebrate it a couple times, went out and did some interesting things. <laughs> but after a while, it just came just nothing to me. And then when I started realizing all the aspects, I was like, oh no, this is just terrible. How, how is it that, not that I'm speaking, how is it that I can see it, but another Christian can't? That's the quick, yeah. big question. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, called the conviction of the Holy Spirit and your willingness to listen. So I believe that, that the Lord will convict people of something when they need to uh, remove it from their lives. They need to get rid of it. Um, clearly, it's not enough for pastors or ministry leaders to say, folks, you shouldn't be doing this because a great number of Christians are still doing it. They're not, they're not heeding the warnings. They're not heeding any of the information that's, that's given out about this. They see it as merely a, a harmless thing. So it, it has to be the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a person. And uh, in some instances, Chris, I think what it boils down to is people don't want to stop. They don't want to give it up. Yeah. Primarily because they don't want to um, harm their kids. If you can yeah. say oh, yeah. that. They, they, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. They think that their kids are going to be missing out on the world, on, on everything great and all these affections. It's the same thing with Christians. I, I don't have a big problem with Christians per se. There's a divine in mind. Are you worshiping Christ or you worshiping you know, Santa Claus? But anyway, that's another subject. There's no redeeming quality for Halloween. And so you want to, and you know, we'll, we'll, people will try to split tears about this. What if you dress up your kids as Moses or whatnot? <sighs> Listen. The whole celebration, and we're going to get into deeper details on different shows. Right now, we're just scratching the surface. The whole thing about Halloween, when you dress up as whatever, I don't care who it is, it's about taking on the spirit of that entity, okay? Whether it's a ghoul or goblin or Moses, you're taking on the spirit. It's the same thing that Black Lives Matter is doing when they're chanting these names. You're trying to call up the spirit so that it can work through them, even though those spirit of those people are dead. You know, you're not coming back. You can't resurrect them. You can't call them up. You're calling the spirits. So, in, a, in it's the same way, when, when this is how this is the foundation, because when you go trick or treating, uh, how did it go? You, the, you come up and you dress up this ghoul or whatever. When you do the trick or treat at the door, if you don't give them anything, then you're cursed. They send a spirit after you. That's that's where it comes from. And it was the druids. Um, they had their thing. They would kidnap people from their neighborhoods and take them to wicker man, to bobbin for apples. Um, when you go bobbin for apples, it was a thing where. It, you, they had a, a cauldron and they had the apples in it and then you would bob in there to get freed from the witch man. But if you survive the boiling solid water, your face would be disfigured, but they let you go. 
Other, otherwise, you're going up in that wicker man and you're burning. That's a, that's a part of the celebration as well. So if you want to add to that, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I, so I'm listening to you, Chris, and I'm thinking, you know, uh, would would people say, well, how about how about if uh, uh, if I if I get my kids to dress up as Bible figures, and then would would, would that be okay if we attend a black mass? Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, well, we are the answer to that, right? Right. Well, 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 how about if we we dress up as Moses and Abraham and even Jesus, and and we'll go we'll, we'll go down and crash the local uh, uh, Wiccan, the the local coven, on Halloween night where they're going to be offering up some cats or dogs as blood sacrifices. We'll just crash that as a witness or a testimony to this to this coven and their wicked deeds on Halloween. Well, nobody's right. going to do that. They're not going to let their kids do that. Of course not. Well, the same thing, you're participating in an event that behind the scenes and prayed over and all around it is this spiritual activity, this demonic, uh, supernatural activity that's going on. And I'm not suggesting that you you hide in your house and cower. That's not my point at all. Right. Not at all. Be a witness. Be a, be a, be a testimony, a light to these people coming by. Pass out some gospel tracts. Don't even do candy. Do something different. Say, hey, come on up. And, get, and guess what? That'll go more towards uh, dispelling the deception that people are under about this than anything else that I can think of. Give them some gospel tracts. Do do something alternative. And if your church is planning on doing a, a, a trunk or tree, suggest to, to your pastor or to your elders that you have gospel tracts you pass out gospel tracts pass out bibles pass out have somebody there who's at who will who will ask people can i pray for you can i yeah. pray for you and have somebody there that's prepared to share the gospel of salvation through faith in christ alone do right. something pro if your church is 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 insisting on participating in this try to redeem it as much as you can I, I would suggest you don't do it at all, but but if, if that's not an option for you, then at least talk to your church leadership and say, hey, could we do something to advance the gospel because all of these kids are going to be out as well as their parents? Maybe engage the parents. Put a tract in the parents' hand. If your church is that bold to do that, then, then God bless you, and I hope that you will. But this is a, this is a, a, a good time of the year, Chris, really pressing in especially in light of everything that's been going on in, in 2020. This has been a crazy year, hasn't it? Yes, indeed. And people understand the the, the, the amount of cult uprising that's been coming up into the 60s. And I'm, I'm not sure if you guys can hear the click, click, click that's going on in my ear, but I hope, hopefully not. Because, um, we, we want this to be a clean audio. I'm not sure what's going on right now. But anyway... Um, the uprising is called the, the neo-pagan movement. That it started with the New Age, uh, Theosophy, Alice Bailey, Alistair Crowley, all these names I can call off, and some of you probably never heard of. This stuff it it was started to ingrain into our society slowly and into our entertainment, like Disney and whatnot, and. It has seeped into the church for a long, 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 long time. Okay, Halloween used to be illegal. If you didn't know that, 
go check the history. It used to be illegal um, for certain reasons, right? We had a more, we had a better moral compass back then. Um, certain things when it was dark, and even in the comic books, I think I think it was a silver age of comics. Don't, I hope I'm not wrong, I'm wrong about that. But they, they were bringing in more risque horror, nudity, ultra violence. The stuff that you see today, like in the, the TV show The Boys, any other these, these things were banned back then. And then they started having the stickers on the comic books to control or not. But it's all about all a part of the same movement. So if you understand the big scope of entertainment and culture, and before you would see maybe a couple of these psychic shops on the corner, now you get them everywhere because it has risen. I remember when I used to live in Miami and top B and um actually had an office there and we were walking in there, you know one of those open air um symposium and there was a lady there with her with her scrap rock and stuff. I can't remember the the right term for it, but they had the markings on the root the rune stones or whatever. And I looked at it and I looked at her and I was to pass but my friend was like, hey, it looks interesting. I'm like, no, you crazy why would you wanna Go towards darkness, you know? And so all of this, the psychic, the, the Beatles, they bought in the Maharishi Mahogi, and he's he's one of them that started to bring in this um, Hinduism into our culture with Sting and a couple other of these major artists. So that's why you see the yoga and all of this. I know we're talking about the season of Halloween, but it all connects, it all matters. Okay, and for the church, we shouldn't be intermingled with this sort of thing because all of it is satanic, every single part of it. There's no redeeming quality of the occult, none. We rogue, okay? And I can go on and on about everything, but I'm gonna let you talk. Yes, so Chris, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. All of these things that you mentioned, you could, folks, you can picture them like spokes on a wheel. So. All the spokes come down and they, they come down into a center hub. So all these things, uh, the rise in paganism, neo-paganism, uh, Wiccan, uh, I mean, you name it, all of these things come down. They're like spokes in a wheel. And they all come down to the center. And the center is a carefully masked, it's got a facade over it. It's called humanism. Humanism. We used to call it secular humanism. Humanism, but there's really no other type of humanism is humanism. And yeah. What that means is, folks, that 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 people believe that that we don't need a supernatural being. We we don't need a a god. In fact, Chris Cuomo just said that we have the ability right here. He pointed to himself. We have the ability right here to solve all our problems. Chris, Chris Cuomo said, "He's such a fool. Yeah. We cannot solve our problems." And if God does not intervene, it's going to get ugly in a hurry, this being here. So humanism is at the center, but that's just a facade. It's a facade for Satan. Satan, this is the same lie that he sold to Eve. Mm -hmm. You won't die. The problem is God doesn't want you to be as wise as he is. If you do this, then you'll be just as wise and, and knowledgeable and powerful as God. 
Well, that's the same lie that he's peddling today. That's why you see people so infatuated with with witchcraft. We've yes. been it's been normalized through Harry Potter and, and all of these other movies. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You remember that on TV years ago? Yeah. Well, that was yeah. normalizing witchcraft. And they even went so far, they were so bold, Chris, that they went so far, they went so far to, um, to say, well, there's white, there's white witchcraft and black witchcraft. You know, there's mm -hmm. good witchcraft and there's bad witchcraft. So we're only doing the good witchcraft. I remember years ago, I was in a, a bookstore and I went down a particular, I wasn't paying attention the exact aisle that I went down, but there was a lady standing in the aisle and she had a whole armful of books. And so I was curious, wow, well, she's, she's really a, an avid reader. I don't know why, but uh, she's an avid reader. I don't know why she's got a handful of books. So I looked, every one of them, Chris, there must've been six, eight, 10 books she had piled in her hands. And every one of them had to do witchcraft. Every single one of them. Witchcraft is just one of those spokes on the wheel that that all get funneled into the supernatural realm. Folks, you need to understand that 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 anything that sets itself up against the knowledge of Christ. Paul talks about this, Second Corinthians chapter 10. Anything that sets itself up against the knowledge of Christ, we are as believers to pull down. We are to take captive every thought. We are destroyed fortresses, high strongholds uh, in people's lives. We are to destroy those through persuasive presentations of the gospel of Jesus Christ, through conversations like Chris and I are having right now. This is part of the, the life of a believer that we're supposed to press into the culture with the light and tell them, here's the truth. Here's the reality. All of these things that you're buying into, that you're opening yourself up to, and you better believe it, folks, when you dabble with witchcraft, when you dabble with new age spirituality, when you're dabbling with paganism, any of these things, you are opening your mind, your heart, and your soul to possession. Not just oppression, you are opening yourself up to possession possession mm -hmm. of spiritual entities you would call them demons and you would be right that kind mm -hmm. of thing is going i think chris today right now in america in 2020 we've got we've got demon possessed people by the hundreds of thousands walking among us right now they're I waiting would. they're waiting for the order the go order. Now we've seen some of them manifesting already. I think some of the, the the violence and the looting and the rioting and and all that we've seen. I think that is demonically charged behavior. I think those are demons that are in control of that. And they've got what uh, Lenin used to call useful idiots on strings, just like a puppet master. And we see that happening. In our, in our country today, we see in other places in the world. But it, this is just a, a drop in the bucket compared to what's coming, Chris. I think yeah. what's coming, what's coming, as Russ Dizzer likes to say, is the Black Awakening. Well, personally, I don't think I'm going to be here for that. I think that the Lord Jesus is going to return for his people before that. Now, we'll come yeah. back right 
when he when his second coming because there's a difference folks there's a difference between the rapture and the second coming of christ don't conflate those two things because they're different events but i think what's coming chris is a black awakening and -hmm. it's going to be of of such magnitude that it's going to overwhelm america not just america but the world but it, it speaking of america it will overwhelm america and americans will be shocked and the reason that they're going to be shocked, Chris, is because they're not being prepared. They're not being taught. They're certainly not being prepared and taught in the churches. Pastors aren't touching this at all. In fact, the most recent surveys coming out of Barnett Gallup and some other organizations that, that focus on, on what's going on in Christianity tell us that although pastors are generally aware of the issues in the culture, they will not speak about them because they're a afraid that they'll fright their congregants or the, or they'll offend their congregants and if that happens the attendance diminishes and if attendance diminishes then money dries up but if money dries up then the church campus mortgage can't be paid off and all these other things are involved in that they shouldn't be disappear i digress <laughs> yeah. but, but the point is <laughs> the point is Christians should be talking about these things, Chris. We should be talking about the supernatural. We should be talking about the demonic. We should be training people on what's really happening out there. And we should be doing it from the pulpit every opportunity we get. Not, not just pigeonholing that, but when it comes up in the scriptures and we have an opportunity to make application, we should be at making application to the, the demonic outrages that are happening in our nation right now. We should do it every chance we get, Chris. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we've been having a study on witchcraft for a couple of months now. And one, one of the one days, a lady came in there and she sat and she watched and things. She wasn't a witch. She was a Christian. But she said that we shouldn't be preaching about this stuff. We shouldn't. But this is the whole council of God. It, it, witchcraft is in the Bible. It's all over the place. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stay away from it. Stay away, stay away, stay away, stay away. And some people want to see no evil, hear no evil, you know, all that thing, that sort of thing. But not realizing that there's an upswell, like I was trying to allude to. <laughs> there's an upswell of a color activity. And listen, it's not conspiracy stuff. They're everywhere now. <laughs> your doctors, your lawyers, your nurses, um, you on your, meta- your mechanic, they're everywhere. Um, and it's not to demonize, it's to bring awareness that our world is shifting from the Christian worldview. It has gone past the Christian worldview now, and it's an occult worldview, even though some people won't admit that's what it is. You know, you have the Baha'i, you have the New Age, uh, obviously you have Islam and uh, Hinduism and all these world religions. One day, they're going to all come together as one, and they're going to include the the pseudo-Christians, and it's going to be a world religion, and the Antichrist is going to um, destroy all of them and and declare itself as God, right? So what does that have to do with Halloween? Halloween is helping that come to fruition because Halloween is the, the center point where it's an imagination of all these things because everybody in all of these religion, religions go out and celebrate Halloween as well. We Muslim, 
believe it or not. So it's it's I think it's a tool from Satan that has been planted in whatever culture, mostly ours and Europe, to help bring this along. Because what other day of the year you see nothing but darkness? And um, uh, there's a comment in there. Um, think of my Oswald. Uh, he said, "I agree with the rationale that Halloween cannot be redeemed. It's tough to con uh, to convenient family members, though. That is a problem because you know, family. <laughs> what are you going to do? But here, Jesus said, "I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword." Separating from mother, and, you know, mother from sister, and all that is a separation. We have to stand on the word of God and continue to stand on it because, yeah, we don't want to be silent certain events and whatever gets together, or some some family members are into it. I'm not, and, but we have to draw a line somewhere. Especially, so we we are held accountable for every single thing we do. Not that Jesus is you know, going to throw a Christian into hell, because we have consequences to this life that we live. If we go out and fornicate as a Christian, there's a consequence. Whatever we do, there's a consequence. Sometimes we can't see that consequence, but it's a consequence nonetheless. And what, what is it, the, 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 um, the idiom? Hindsight is 2020. Hindsight is 2020. Things that we do now, and maybe our kids or our young family members see us do and accept later on, when we're like, oh, no, don't do that. They'll be like, well, wait a minute. When I was growing up, you did it. Yeah. Right? So just to, just to you know, um, talk about that comment there. So, so here's a perfect illustration, Chris. You, you, so you just, you just provided the perfect segue. The Holy Spirit reminded me of a passage of scripture. And uh, folks that have joined us, grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Because I want to point something out here. This is important stuff. And Chris, you, that, that was a perfect lead. In. And again, folks, we don't script any of this. We just, we just allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, Chris and I, when we get together and chat. So 1 Corinthians chapter 8, and let me preface the comments this way. Paul's letter, this that we call 1 Corinthians, he wrote back to the Corinthian believers, the Corinthian churches. He, he wrote back to them in response to things that they asked him in a previous letter. So 1 Corinthians is a response to the Corinthian believers answering uh -huh. their questions. And we see that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, those of you who join Chris and I, you have your Bibles out. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. What does it say? It says, now concerning things sacrificed to idols. So now he's going to answer their, their question was, well, can we participate in the temple feast? And, and can we go to the, to the meat market and, and, you know, the temple meat market where, where the excess meat is, is sold on the market? And can we buy that and... Can we serve that for supper to our friends? And, and, and can we provide this meat and have people over? And I, can we do that? Mm. So Paul takes all of chapter 8, all of chapter 9, all of chapter 10 in answering this question. Now, what he gets around to, and let me read a portion of this. Now I'm in chapter 10, folks. And he's talking about these 
practices, meat offered to idols. And it says, now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction upon whom the end of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. So if you're standing in your courage and you're standing in your conviction, you can do certain things. Paul says, take heed. Time out. Listen to this. No temptation has overtaken you, but such is as common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also. I know a lot of you parents are tempted. I, I'm just going to concede. I don't want my kids to miss out on the world. I'm just going to. He will provide the way out. Therefore, yeah. my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as a wise man. You judge what I say. Is not the cup of blessing which we bless a sharing in the blood of Christ? Is not the bread which we break a sharing in the body of Christ? Since there is one bread, we are many are one body, for we all partake of one bread. Look at the nation Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices, sharers in the altar? Now he's bringing it home. What do I mean then? That a thing sacrificed to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? No, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to become sharers with demons. Folks. When you participate in things that are given over to darkness, you are participating with demons. You are Absolutely. sharing with demons. Paul Absolutely. makes that clear. The application and the analogy is so appropriate, Chris, to Halloween. Get out of it. Flee from it. Stop participating and sharing with demons. And you need to sit your kids down and explain this to them why you don't. Yes. Are you really are you really willing to risk your children growing up in this satanic tradition and then continuing it on with their children? Why mm. would you say I'll put it off until they're old, older teenagers? I can tell you what's going to happen if you allow your little children to participate. They're still going to want to do it as teenagers, only they're going to want to be involved in other things associated with Halloween besides going door to door and getting some candy. Yeah. Be very careful, brothers and sisters. Yeah, I'm glad you, you brought that up because it, it's very easy nowadays to get the materials, to get in a group, to get in a coven, to get this, get that. So easy nowadays. And I'm not just talking about the internet, folks. <laughs> it's so easy. And the amount of darkness that I see that has been up, that I'm, I'm polluting the whole show, that has been uptick. Mm -hmm. it, it's like a tidal wave now. You you can go to any streaming service, any streaming service, and I guarantee you, without you scrolling, you're going to see minimum five shows dedicated to the, to the occult. Okay? And imagine now this month, go ahead and go on Amazon uh, streaming service or Hulu or anyone. I guarantee you're going to see a lot more, right? Uh, they they're now they've now dedicated a walking dead to teenagers now. Uh, I think the world beyond. I ended up watching two episodes to see what it was about, um, and it's definitely you can tell by the the dialogues definitely teenage friendly. Okay. And like like you said earlier, these shows that are 
you know, team, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Disney has, has, oh my goodness, Disney has put out so much more. There were already a couple. They put out more occult shows, especially with all the gender swapping and all this stuff. You have um, shows now that have Alistair Crowley's Maxims in it. This one show, I can't remember um, which show it was, but the, it, at the end of the show, the girl came up in a puff of smoke and she said, do what thou wilt in the whole of the law. I said, what? <laughs> so... If this is becoming a problem, and I, and I and I always promote this book, and it's behind what you see it, Game of Gods, Game of Gods by um, Carl Piker. In fact, he's going to come on the show soon. It's a book that he he's boots on the ground. He goes to these Burning Man and all this other stuff, the pagan conferences. He goes to the UN. He go he goes to the meetings and all this other stuff. And, he, and in his book, he shows you the reason for all this stuff. It's not just, we know that they, the, the center point is Satan. We understand that. And this influence is there. But there, there are the little tidbits coming out from that influence. And if society keeps going towards this, what you're going to see is what happened in Rome, in Greece, and other civilization. Um, they ended off with human sacrifice. But before that, like let's take Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah, Jesus, um, the pre-incarnate Jesus, sent two angels to get Lot and his family out. Okay, they were the only righteous people in the only in Sodom and Gomorrah and the five, five surrounding cities. Okay? Think about this now. They're the only righteous. The men, the women, and the children. It's so important to protect your children. The men, the women, and the children came out to have sex with angels. Male, I don't know if it's female. I don't, I don't have proof of that. But they were male angels. They knew they were angels. They, all of them came out. That shows you where civilization can go when you've lost your moral compass. We're not even talking about Christians. We're talking about a moral compass. America had a moral compass because it was based, some of it anyway, was based on Christian values. Now that's all deteriorating. And when you see our president fighting against stuff, and then you have witches, <laughs> witches praying against the leader of the free world, you know there's a problem. And some people watching are siding with the problem. <laughs> Listen, we have to pray. We have to stand against evil. The the, the Christian church, they, as as a, I would say, it's it's hard to discriminate. But we've lost our savior. We've allowed too many things to happen. And some people would say, oh, well, we are the remnant church. I mean, fine, whatever. But there are, there are, there are different levels of Christianity. And then we have, we have the outliers of fake Christians. They're fake. They're atheists. They're witches. They come into your church. They do their spells. And who, if they're coming in to do that, you don't know that they are also demons following people or inside of them or multiple demons. And this is what's being celebrated through the church? Are you kidding me? Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, Chris. 
<laughs> that's that's exactly what has happened. And and sometimes I, you know, I, I, I'm thankful for the reminder because sometimes I forget when I look out and I see the condition of the church today, and I just shake my head. And 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 frankly, I have to tell you, I'm disgusted, disgusted with it, where where the church is at today, and it's and it's unwillingness. And I'm speaking in general terms here. There are always exceptions. There, you know, Pastor Billy Crone is a is a true warrior for the Lord, and 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 he's been faithful. And, and and there are many others. We know them. I could name them. But the overwhelming majority of churches today in America, they are compromising. Many of them already to the degree that I would call them apostate. They are already in full-blown apostasy. They are teaching things that are anti-biblical. They are anti-God. They are anti-Christ. They are the spirit of the age, which is to say anti-Christ. They should not be calling themselves Christians because they absolutely are not. They deny the Son. They deny the deity of the Son. They deny the, the cardinal doctrines of our faith. They deny that there is any eternity. These people are not Christians. They are deceivers. So anybody that's joined us today and um, you don't have a local church, you can't find a local church that's teaching the Bible. And this is very important. The church shouldn't be about men's opinions. You really don't need to, to congregate on a whatever day you congregate weekly whether it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it doesn't matter. Whatever day you congregate weekly, you don't need to hear about the pastor's vacation. <laughs> you don't need to hear about, you know, some some Jack and Jill story. You don't need to hear about a flannel graph Jesus. And you sure don't need no cotton candy sermon that dissolves in your mouth, rots your teeth, and gives you a stomachache. You need the pure meat of the word of God. You Amen. need to hear the scriptures taught, thus saith the Lord. And if you're in a place where that's not happening, email me, and I'll see if I can help you find a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church in your area. We have people, Chris, that drive an hour and just over an hour to join mm -hmm. us on Sundays. That's how bad it's getting in Ohio. Yes. There yes. are churches all over the place, but they're not teaching the word. They're not teaching the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Folks, Pastor Mike at cclohio.org, Pastor Mike at cclohio.org, email me if you're looking for a church. I'll try to help you find one. I'm not guaranteeing that I'll be able to, but I'll look around in the area and see if I have any contacts in the, in, in the areas in which you live and see if I can help you find a church. Your soul needs to be fed upon the word of God. So if you're out there and you've joined Chris and I today, hey, now how about this? If we can't find one that's close enough for you to make it on a weekly basis, then how about this? Start one in your own home. Yes. Start a home fellowship, Bible fellowship. And you may think, well, I'm not qualified to do that. Here's the qualifications. Do you love the Lord? Do you have a spirit of God living in you? And do you have a Bible? That's it. Because God, listen, if he can use me, Chris, I could give my testimony and tell people where I came from and what I came out of. If he could use me 
and and do with me what he's done. He can use anybody. Believe me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, folks, yeah. you email me and I'll see if I can help you. Chris, this is this is really uh, I'm excited to hear you're focusing on this for for October because this subject right now is the time to be talking about it before we've got two more weeks, right? Before, yeah. before they go out and participate in this, we want to warn as many people as we can. And we're not saying, listen, folks, we're not saying you're going to go to hell if you, that's not right. right. This isn't yeah. about everlasting life. This yeah. isn't about your, your, your home in heaven, your, your security in Christ. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is why would you open up your family and your kids, even yourself to demonic activity? If you don't have to, why would you do it? I don't know why you would, and I would encourage you not to, Chris. Yeah, I, I'm. I know we run out of time. I'm just going to say, I'm going to give you a story, and I'm going to give you some encouragement. If you, if you, if 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 you're a person that really hasn't had a demonic attack or anything like that, you, you you're kind of weirded out, or you don't understand what we're talking about, or you just think it can't happen to you, I'll give you an instant. All right, I talk about horror movies and how demonic they are, or whatnot. They, there was a, a family that I knew personally that went and uh, rented the movie uh, The Ring, okay? And The Ring, the original version comes from Japan, I think, or yeah, I think Japan. And they're all into all sorts of weird stuff over there. Anyway, I knew this, this, this film was demonic because I had a version when I was doing some illegal stuff, okay? And I had it up on my box when my daughter came over, she was much younger, she was about five years old, and she saw the box of the film and she said, why is that here? And she started crying, okay? And I'm, I'm guessing she probably saw the commercials or whatnot, but that's not the end of the story here. This, this is the end of the story for that. But there's another version here where these people, like I said, they rented the video and they were watching it and books started flying off their shelf. These were Christians, by the way. So you're telling me, the people that don't are skeptical, that this doesn't happen? It happens. It might not have happened to you. Now, as the Christians, married couples, you guys need to start getting together and praying together, being a family reading the Bible together, doing your own Bible studies, these things, when you start getting into the word of God and you really start getting closer to him, these things fall off like dry skin. The things that you shouldn't be a part of, they fall off because you're not just willing to participate in this evil world system. You're wanting to go towards the kingdom of God and then your affinity will be more about Reaching souls, winning souls. The Bible says that those that win souls is wise, wise. So I just want to encourage you in that. I think Pastor uh, dropped out. His phone probably died. So listen, as we always say on this program, you don't let them burn. You don't let them burn. That means get busy for Jesus and win some souls. We, we, we're going to be coming back with more programs dealing with this issue. Uh, as we said throughout the month here, I think Pastor's coming back here. Let me add him. There we go. And, um, you know, uh, Pastor, any last words, any encouragement, uh, gospel message, anything you want to say 
here it is so we can get you to your next appointment. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Yes. Thank you, Chris. So listen, folks, if you've joined us today, maybe by accident, you've stumbled across this conversation and you, you want to know what are these two guys talking about? And, and you've stayed to listen to this and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. Let me tell you something. Lord Jesus is returning soon. He promised he would. The, the, the signs of the times are indicating it could be soon. All you need to do is place your faith in Christ and he will save you. What that means is, in w w without all the Christianese and all this stuff, is that when you leave this world, you will enter into eternity. You will enter into eternity. We are spiritual beings at our core. In eternity, there's heaven and there's hell. If you do not know the Lord Jesus by faith, you have not cried out and said, Father, I want to be a child. I want to be your daughter. I want to be your son. Show me how to do that. You ask Christ and he will do that. He will receive you today, right now, during our conversation. And the Bible says that anyone who professes the name of Jesus, who trusts in Christ for the salvation of their soul, they're saved. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will live in you and enable you to live a life that is honoring to God. Some of you may have joined us today and you're caught up in some pretty, well, pretty tough stuff. You never expected the things that you're participating in would lead you to where you're at today. Well, I want you to know there's hope in Christ and he can break every bondage, every stronghold that has you trapped. The Lord Jesus can break that and rid that from your life. Trust him today. And when you do, you become a son or a daughter of God. And he will enable you then to live a life that is pleasing to him. If you'd like to know more about this, again, I'm sure you can drop a comment in the chat function in this program, or you can email me, and I would love to discuss this in further detail. Pastor Mike at cclohio.org. Today's the day of salvation. Don't wait says this in the Bible, there is no other name given among men under heaven by which we must be saved than the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive him today, folks, for the salvation of your soul. Amen. Thank Amen. You. Thanks for joining me, Pastor Mike. Um, Thank you, Chris. Always a blessing. Oh, and uh, looking forward to having you back again. Um, for everybody out there, remember, don't let them burn. And we have an announcement Saturday night. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're having a night of live prayer in the live stream. It'll be me, Pastor Mike, and a few other guests. Um, we uh, would like you to join us, and uh, we just want to glorify God and show the world that this is not a, a joke. This is not a game. We're in real spiritual warfare, and so we're going to be praying and bringing up some issues that's going on in our times um, so I hope you join us. And also Friday night, I said we're going to have a special guest. Can't tell you because I don't, I don't want them to, you know, if something goes wrong that you're expecting something. So Friday night, another live stream. Thank you for joining us. And don't let them burn.